us pray. Great are You, Lord. And You give us the breath to say that thank You and to sing that. Lord, as we spend some time meditating on Your Word, show to us the joy of generosity. In Your name we pray. Amen. I'm going to start out today by telling you the tale of two Waynes. The first Wayne is a young boy about six to ten years old. He is the apple of his father's eye. Dad can't get enough of him. He's so happy to have a son. He loves taking Wayne everywhere, takes him to work with him on Saturdays, even pays him a dollar every Saturday he takes him, which Wayne thinks is wealthy, right? And on Mondays, he takes Wayne caddying for him to the VFW Golf League in the summer and bowling with the VFW Bowling League in the winter. And he even gives Wayne an opportunity to try his hand at things at work and on the golf course. And no matter how feeble or his son's attempts, no matter how many nails Wayne bends rather than hammering it through, He finds something to praise about, something to rejoice in. Well done, son, is his words. He rejoices at every effort. And Wayne loved it. He was always eager to help his dad, looks forward to going with him. Second Wayne is middle school Wayne. He is the apple of his dad's eye. Dad can't get enough of him. I'm so glad to finally have a son. Dad loves taking Wayne to work with him, golfing, bowling, just like before. But Wayne, middle school, Wayne wants none of it. Don't you know I have friends I'd rather be with? There are things more important to me. Sometimes Wayne is just plain lazy and doesn't want to go to work with his dad. And when his dad asks, yeah, he still loves his dad, but he feels guilty saying no, and the guilt makes him mad. Why does dad do this to me? Doesn't he understand what I want to do? Dad's unfair. Middle school Wayne grumbled about a lot of things. After a while, Dad stopped asking middle school Wayne. But I want you to notice something. The dad of both Waynes is the same loving, generous, proud father. It's the two Waynes that were different. That's this parable. I know on the surface, you think it's about, you know, if you take, you got these three servants, they're all given something by their master, uh, some talents to go and invest and make more money. And the two that are faithful, they come back with more and they get rewarded and they earn a reward. And and the one who uh, comes back not having done anything with the, the, the wealth of his master, he gets rewarded with punishment. You earn what you get. It sort of sounds like works righteousness, like you can earn God's favor, doesn't it? but that would be wrong. We cannot earn His favor. None of us can do it. This parable is really the tale of two kinds of servants and their relationship with the Master. See, 
the first two, the ones who do what the Master says, they're the same. And Jesus makes it very clear as he, as he tells this parable because he uses the same words related to him. First, that they use the same words. First, the one who had five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. And then a verse later in verse 22, he also had the two talents came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents, and here I have made two talents more. And then the Master responds to both of them with exactly the same words. You could, Verses 21 and 23 are the same. The Master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your Master. There is no difference made. It's not that the one's better because he's brought home more. Nothing like that is said here. Well, then comes the third servant, the other kind. And he's different. He also, who had received the one talent, came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, you have what is yours. The Master wasn't fooled. You wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers and at my coming I would have received what was my own with interest. Cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness in the place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The difference in the two kinds of servants is their relationship with the Master. The difference is how they see Him. The first two see Him as a loving and generous Master and are delighted that He has given them a way to serve Him. And so they go and they invest. They trust Him. The, sec the third guy, the second kind, he's fearful. He doesn't trust the Master, right? He says, you're mean, you're cruel, all those things. And he uses that as an excuse for not having done anything with what the Master gave him. And the Master sees right through the excuse. So you think I am a hard man. You think I'm someone to be afraid of. Well, if that's the truth, then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received what is my own with interest. You're just making an excuse, he's saying, for your own laziness. See the difference between the two kinds of servants is the first two have faith and the third has no faith. Now the question that I want to ask, the question for you and me is which kind of servant? Which kind of steward are we? 
Because there's a big difference. There's a big difference between being a believing steward and being a resentful steward. The first two are like six to ten year old Wayne. You know? What a joy to be a little boy and have your dad take you with. And your dad wants you to be a part of his work. And dad giving you stuff to do and getting to ride with him in the pickup truck and, and go out and on the golf course with him and pull his, his uh, clubs and hit the ball when he gives you the chance. What fun that was! Those are the first two stewards. What joy! That the master trusted them and wanted them to be a part of his work and left them all these talents. And you got to know, talents are huge sums of money, years of wages. Wow, he trusts us. And in joy, they were ready to do what the master had asked them. The third servant is like middle school, Wayne. Resentful servant resents being asked. Like Wayne didn't want Dad to ask him anymore because he had things that I wanted to do. I said, I won't use a third person anymore. Resentful steward gripes and complains. Church is always talking about money. Why, why are they always talking about money? Let me tell you something about that statement. It's a lie. It is not true. And it grows out of our resentment. Because we have things that we want to do and we have plans. Who does God or who does the church or who does whoever think they are? The one servant gives joyfully. The other gives out of resentment, maybe even anger or reluctantly. As we get ready to make our pledges next Sunday, as you pray about that this week, this is the question I want you to ask yourself and I want to ask myself. Which kind of steward are you? Which kind am I? You want to know what makes the difference? It's to stay focused on the Master. Not on ourselves. You know, Jesus makes really plain what kind of master we have in this parable. And if you read carefully, he makes it very plain that what the third servant says isn't true. First off, the master is presented as generous and trusting. That's, that's the opening verse. It would be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted them to his property. He gives the five, the two, and the ones, and then he went away. He trusted. He was sure that his servants would do what he'd asked. What's more, he's generous. Like I said, those talents, he left his entire wealth in their hands. And is not our God generous who so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son? Does not God demonstrate His own love for us in this? That while we were yet sinners, Christ, His Son, died for us. 
His generosity in our lives is everywhere to see. Just look around you. Your family, your jobs, your friends, your possessions, all that you have is a gift of God's generosity. Even time itself is a gift. Each new day is a gift from Him, an opportunity God gives to live your life in His service and to His glory, a gift that you wake up breathing each morning. You know what else? The Master doesn't expect of us any more than we can do. The parable makes that clear. He gives talents to each according to his ability. There's nothing onerous here. No unreasonable burdens placed on anyone. He does not ask of us what we can't do. See, it's in remembering who your master is. What he's like. Then stewardship becomes a joy. Not a burden. Middle school Wayne grew up. I repented of my selfishness. I came to my senses one day and realized how much my dad loved me. And got back to that where I just wanted to spend every moment that God gave me with him. To work with him, play golf with him, to be his son. That's what this Pledge Sunday is. An opportunity for you and me to repent. To remember just how much our Father in Heaven loves us. And how generous He is with us. You know, my dad was like that. I could, I could make all sorts of mistakes. And he would find things to praise. And you know what? In your stewardship and in mine, we're going to make all sorts of mistakes along the way. But the sentence the Master says at the end is not a reward, it's a gift of grace. He will look at you and me in Christ. And this is what he'll say. Well done. Good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. I will give you heaven. Enter into the joy of your master. The joy that created the world. The joy that gave his son for you. The joy that endured the cross, despising its shame, and sat down at the right hand of God, that you also might sit down there one day. The joy that one day at baptism called you to be His own by name. The joy that fills heaven, we're told, every time anyone here repents, that even the angels of heaven rejoice. That joy. This is your chance to enter into that joy. 
That's what stewardship is. Amen? Amen. Now may the peace of God which pass all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life that is everlasting. Amen.